Welcome to the Curate Podcast, where we are pursuing the beautiful life together. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to the Curate Podcast, where we discuss all things woman. I am here today with Jolene Macaluso. Did I say that right? You got it. Great. A 2021 grad, Jolene works as an admissions counselor for Hillsdale College. She lives here in Hillsdale when not in travel season with her husband, Nick, and so I get to be in studio with her today, which is so fun. Jolene, it is so good to have you on today. It's so great to be here, Addie. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So jumping right in, your article for this week's Curate covers such a beautiful topic that I honestly don't think gets discussed enough. Hmm. Finding contentment and managing our expectations is something I've seen so many of my friends struggle with, and I know it's definitely something that I've had to wrestle with a lot, too, um, sophomore and freshman year, and just, you know, sort of in general. So I love how you tie it all back to gratitude in the end. So jumping right in, you mentioned in your blog post about managing expectations and confronting our idols, Um, but what are some practical ways that we can do this or even just recognize what those are in our life? Yes, absolutely. I think this is the fundamental question where it all really begins. We have to understand, okay, what's keeping me from being content and practicing gratitude? And as I say in my article, I really think those things are inextricably linked. But before we can get to practicing contentment and gratitude, we have to understand what's keeping us from those things. And as I identified, I think idols is a huge part of that. And really at the root of it, it goes back to the principle of if we are trusting in anything other than God for this contentment and for this satisfaction or the fulfillment of our dreams and desires, we're going to be really disappointed in the end uh, because nothing else is as eternal or final or glorious or wonderful um, as our God. Uh, But in terms of identifying idols, that's something that I really wrestle with doing. And a couple practical tips for how maybe to best identify idols. Um, One, definitely, this is a cliche, but be in the word and be in prayer. Two, being in community with fellow believers through either your local church or a Bible study. Um, I found, and I know this is not something I could have in college, but marriage is a really great way for people to identify, hey, this is something that you're putting first and maybe you shouldn't be. So my husband's been really, really helpful, sometimes painfully so, uh, at helping me identify problems in my life um, and just voices of other friends saying like, I've noticed you doing X, Y, Z more so than, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it has to do with uh, glorifying God. So um, those are some some helpful ways that, that I've found in identifying idols in my own life. Absolutely. So you talk about growth, um, and college is definitely a time of that, but how do we know we're growing in the right direction, especially if we're struggling with discontentment? How do you know the difference between Ooh. discontentment and sort of like a warning? This is such a good question, and I'm going to be blatantly honest here. This is part of why this was the topic I chose to write on in the first place was because I think for me, a lot of my discontentment has been rooted in this new season of my life where my job just hasn't looked like I expected it to. And that is perfectly fine. 
and there's a difference between discontentment in something that maybe isn't the fulfillment of all your aspirations and it's okay to wrestle and grow through that discontentment and the discontentment is there so that you have opportunity to grow Mm -hmm. and red flags this is bad you should maybe not be doing x y or z um so recognizing the difference is so important and i think the biggest and probably most challenging aspect of that is if you are growing then there's this overcoming of those red flags so even in areas where you might think uh this is potentially not good for my overall well-being and yet you're seeing yourself overcome challenges, Mm -hmm. that growth may very well prove to be worth it, but it's something that you can't really see. Hindsight is 20-20 vision, right? So it's hard to tell that when you're in the thick of it, especially because discontent and discomfort in both a it's fine scenario and a red flag scenario can often feel the same. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I think it goes back to the question of knowing God's character and knowing his will for your life. So if you're in a situation that does not align with who God is, God is a merciful, loving, he's a jealous God. And if you're in a place where I'm trying to think of an example, and it's hard not to think of one that's dramatic, like, oh, you're selling drugs, and that's probably (laughs) not, like, God's will for your life. Um, So aside from completely dramatic examples, nothing's particularly coming to mind. But basically, if whatever circumstances you're facing are things that Mm -hmm. God would not put his children through, and let's remember, like, he destroyed all of Job's family and like Jonah spent the night several nights in the belly of a whale and like Moses had to lead his people out of slavery where they were for 400 years so God is certainly not above putting his people through really really trying times Um, but if there's something dramatically against who God's character like who he is, who his, what his character is, then I would say there's cause maybe for some red flags. Um, like if you're facing specifically like abuse from other people or um, you're being taken advantage of, like those are situations where you shouldn't just sit in your discontentment. Um, right. But if it's something that um, you can see growth and fruit come from, and I think most things in life we can, then I would say keep wrestling on, keep pushing through that, keep striving to grow uh, like a little plant reaching out for the light, you know, like reach out for um, the light of the world, the goodness of God, and and press into that as you strive to grow. That's amazing. This is Addie Longnecker, and I'm here today with Jolene Macaluso on the Curate Podcast on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. So you talk about releasing expectations to God. What are some expectations you've had in your own life that have been changed and transformed by him? Oh, my goodness. So many. I I mentioned a couple in my blog, and I only address them briefly. So I'd love to just open up a bit more about those. So um, this is actually a very poignant moment in my life where I think I was a sophomore in high school, and my grandmother, who I was really close to, had just passed away. And I was wrestling with questions of doubt because, you know, losing a loved one, that's a season of immense discontent and discomfort. And I was not seeing much growth, mostly because I wasn't striving to grow in that. I was just 
angry at God and okay to sit in that anger. Um, But as time wore on, I realized, okay, this is really not sustainable and I need to start going through the grieving process. Um, So in a sort of coming back to Jesus moment, I genuinely remember praying to God, I will follow you to the ends of the earth, wherever you lead me, I'll do anything you ask as long as, and I don't know why these were the thing, these were my (laughs) demands, but they were. I said, as long as you do not ask me to go to Hillsdale College, as long as you never send me overseas for an extended period of time, I do not want to be away from my family. And as long as I never have to marry military because imagining the death of a loved one mm-hmm. who's, you know, your spouse. I, I just don't even want to talk about it. Don't even now. Don't want to think <laughs> about it. Um, and again, like, as I said, this is just an absolutely ridiculous. I don't know what was wrong with me. Demand of one. That is a promise I could never, ever keep, especially outside of the power of God. Yeah. And two, God has absolutely no need for me. Like, it is only by his grace that that he has invited me into the fold. And so, oh, gosh, I just shudder at my hubris <laughs> as, a young, as a young believer. Um, but one by one, these expectations of, okay, this is something I'm not going to have to deal with. And that that expectations can look like negative things too, where it's like, oh, I'm never going to be in a car accident or I'm never going to have to go through the loss of a loved one. That happens to other people. But you hear so often people who are in those circumstances, the first thing they'll say is, oh, I never expected that this would happen to me. Um, And I became one of those people who said, I never expected this to happen to me. But I was so grateful that it did because, I mean, I I don't need to talk to you about all the blessings and beauties of Hillsdale, but I'm so glad that I ended up here because I would not be the person I am today. I would not have the faith that I have today or the husband that I have today, the friends that I have, you know, all of these beautiful things that the Lord brought through this one expectation of, Mm -hmm. I actually don't want this. He, in his grace and mercy, slowly turned that around and said, actually, this is the very thing that you do want. Same thing with going overseas. My time in Jordan as a missionary was uh, one of the most profound experiences of my life. I went in and saw people that was broken and desperate for the Lord. And I think that's exactly how I left, was broken and desperate for him, um, in part because of of their tenacity, of their courage, of their strength, and just of their hunger for him. That's something we don't often have enough of is just hungering after God. Um, And then the last thing was military. After I met Nick, I was like, dang it. (laughs) There's just, there's no getting around this. Um, But now it's become something that God's folded into my own desires and passions, even in thinking about, you know, way down the road, future career aspirations of maybe combining my desire to do marriage and family therapy uh, with like veterans and their families, because we will have experienced this. And so it's just beautiful to see how I went from absolutely not, (laughs) never, ever to oh my goodness, I could not have written a more beautiful story for myself if you had given me all the paper and ink in the world. Um, It reminds me a lot of, so expectations are kind of like acquired tastes, if that makes sense. So 
imagine yourself as like a five-year-old or a 10-year-old and your parents are trying to feed you broccoli or spinach or something with yeah. your with your dinner. You know, they're like, eat your greens. It's really good for you. If you had asked five or 10-year-old me if I would ever like broccoli or spinach, I would have said, absolutely not. You're crazy. Also, I don't know what's wrong with all these adults who do pretend to like this. It's a vast conspiracy. But now that I'm older, I've acquired a taste for vegetables and I've grown to love these things. And they're actually not only now tasty, but really good for your body and for your health. And expectations are are really the same, I'd say, in many ways where um, before you walk through something, you could have very specific ideas or expectations about how it should turn out, how it will turn out, what would be the worst scenario, what would be the best. But until you've sort of tasted and experienced each different aspect, you're not going to actually know. Um, but God does know. And that's the beauty of, of why um, he's the one to author our life and our expectations. And for that, I am eternally grateful. Wow. That's, that's such a just amazing story to see how he turned those things around. That's, that's beautiful. Um, you're listening to The Curate Podcast on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Addie Longnecker, and speaking with me today is Jolene Macaluso on the topic of contentment and gratitude. So sometimes it's hard to let go of our expectations or see them change. So do you have any suggestions for how to release them or just how to sort of let God change them when they are things that we hold on to so tightly? Mm, That is a real challenge. But one thing that I found to be extremely helpful is um, there's a verse, I think it's in Matthew 10, where it talks about do not be anxious uh, for tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. And in many ways, our expectations are bound up in the prospects for our future or, or in the specifics of our future. For me, for so long, it was, oh my goodness, will I ever get married? That's something as big as that to, oh my goodness, I'm not going to get an A on this next physics test or, you know, whatever right. the case may be. It can be little, it can be big, but the point is it's generally future oriented. So one thing I would say is don't forget to bear in mind that God does give us desires and passions for a reason. And you can let those speak into and shape your life so long as you don't let them consume your life. As long as you're not um, becoming, they're not becoming these idols that you're doing everything you can and sacrificing all goodness for uh, the achievement of whatever it is. Uh, So for me, for a long time, that idol was marriage or family. um, And now I see that like in marriage and family to make those things an idol is completely unfair. There's no space for that. But I still have to wrestle with that daily, you know, because uh, it's a present reality and that's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. That's what all of our faith is pointing towards is when we will be in the present reality of the Lord. Um, But God gave me a desire for marriage, for family, for happiness, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I'm a human created in his image and marriage and family are are gifts and blessings that he's designed for our good and for the furthering of his kingdom. And so it's okay to have desires and expectations. I'm not at all saying that you shouldn't have those things. You have to have those things to be human. But 
you just can't let them become the focal point or the pinnacle of your identity, of your life, um, and certainly not the things that you would sacrifice everything for, if that makes sense. Um, so dealing with expectations, I think one of the best ways is first admit that you have them. That is such a good thing to do, yeah. just to admit like, why do I feel this way? Oh, it's because I want this and I don't have this. And then maybe start to ask yourself, how is my wanting appropriate of this thing? And maybe where does this fit in who God has designed me to be? How can I pursue this graciously within um, the wisdom of his, his grace instead of how can I get this thing i think um does that answer the question kind of okay great um so you talk in the last section about gratitude and gratitude is such a powerful tool but what are some of your suggestions for really cultivating true gratitude gratitude is one of the hardest things to cultivate but it's a choice like many things so as you would read in my blog I said there's a couple different tips and tricks that I had. Uh, Some of them are just really simple, and some of them are a a little bit more profound. So one of the really simple, kind of silly ones is go for a drive, blare some music, or, you know, bounce around in your dorm room blaring music for a little bit, like have a dance party. Get yourself physically a little bit more loose so that you can sort of not actually, but in a way actually shake those expectations or ideas um, down into like a more graspable state. Um, So if if you're uptight and tense, I think a lot of times our focus tends to get that way as well and we don't necessarily realize it. So doing something to calm yourself down, relax a little bit, that really goes a long way. Um, I would also say be careful of comparison. I talk about comparison being the thief of joy. And so often our expectations are not necessarily dictated by God's design for our lives, but on the designs that the world has for what the perfect life should look like. Or even, you know, I have to limit my social media intake a lot of times because I'll look at these um, other women who have you know, children already or these careers that they seem to absolutely love or these picture perfect houses. And I just get so disheartened of, gosh, I don't have those things. Like, am I worthy? Um, And that's whenever you find yourself asking or questioning your worth, um, that's not a great place to be. Uh, I'd say that's a place where there are some red flags of uh, understand that the king of the universe sent his only son to die on your behalf and so if he counts you that worthy who are we really to question that um so those are a couple tips and tricks for cultivating gratitude um another again a really simple one is to just think of just stop and think of five things that you're grateful for this is actually a common therapy exercise i think where it's like to for small children, count five blue things in the room or tell me about uh, the last five people you spoke to or mm-hmm. I, I made that part up, but the five <laughs> blue things is real. <laughs> but um, just taking time to stop and be like, what am I grateful for? Okay, yeah. right now I am grateful for the fact that I am employed. I have a loving husband. We have a wonderful home. I have a great community and that there's blue sky today. You know, it yeah. can be as simple as that um, or it could be 
really intense prayerful time of, of cultivating gratitude, but, but taking time out of your day to seek the things that you should be grateful for. Uh, that's huge. One of my biggest inspirations for this is the story of Corey and Betsy Temboom, where they're in the prison camps and there are fleas and they're, they're just, well, Corey's tempted to curse the fleas and Betsy says we should be grateful for the fleas and Corey's like are you kidding me like this is the lowest of the low we're being bitten in our sleep and we're prisoners in a Nazi war camp and they've come to find out later that the guards refuse to go into their specific barracks because of the fleas and these other women are being taken advantage of um, because there are no fleas in their barracks and so there really is reason to be grateful for the fleas of life and again that goes back to understanding adjusting expectations or things that would be unexpected um, and looking for god's mercy to come through things like fleas uh, or things like blue sky and best friends and a long drive with music like it it's everywhere we just have to look for it Wow. Thank you so much for coming in today. This has been so much fun. Absolutely. Uh, this has been Addie Longnecker with Jolene Macaluso on the Curate Podcast, Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.